You're listening to Audio Divina, reflecting on the Sunday Gospel with Father Francis J. Maloney. In this episode, we look at the Gospel of Luke, chapter 12, verses 32 to 48, where Jesus instructs his disciples on the need for them to be servants, ready for the return of their servant Messiah, so that he may serve them yet again. He does not say when this moment will come, only that the faithful servant must be ready. We begin with the reading of the text from Page. There is no need to be afraid, little flock, for it has pleased your Father to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to those in need. Get yourselves purses that do not wear out, treasure that will not fail you, in heaven where no thief can reach it and no moth destroy it. For wherever your treasure is, that is where your heart will be too. See that you have your belts done up and your lamps lit. Be like people waiting for their master to return from the wedding feast ready to open the door as soon as he comes and knocks. Bless those servants whom the master finds awake when he comes. In truth, I tell you, he will do up his belt, sit them down at the table, and wait on them. It may be in the second watch that he comes, or in the third, but blessed are those servants if he finds them ready. You may be quite sure of this, that if the householder had known at what time the burglar would come, he would not have let anyone break through the wall of his house. You too must stand ready, because the Son of Man is coming at an hour you did not expect. Peter said, Lord, do you mean this parable for us or for everyone? The Lord replied, Who then is the wise and trustworthy steward whom the master will place over his household to give them at the proper time their allowance of food? Blessed that servant if his master's arrival finds him doing exactly that. I tell you truly, he will put him in charge of everything that he owns. But if the servant says to himself, my master is taking his time coming, and sets about beating the men's servants and the servant girls and eating and drinking and getting drunk, his master will come on a day he does not expect and at an hour he does not know. The master will cut him off and send him to the same fate as the unfaithful. The servant who knows what his master wants but has got nothing ready and done nothing in accord with those wishes will be given a great many strokes of the lash. The one who did not know, but has acted in such a way that he deserves a beating, will be given fewer strokes. When someone is given a great deal, a great deal will be demanded of that person. When someone is entrusted with a great deal, of that person even more will be expected. We will now hear a reflection on the text from Father Maloney. Today's Gospel is quite a lengthy Gospel, clearly divided into two parts. As it was proclaimed, you may have noticed, in the first part, without any introduction, Jesus addresses his servants, his stewards, his disciples. And he's very concerned about their being ready for the return of the master. Now, although that theme doesn't disappear, in the second half, Peter asks a question. He asks Jesus, Lord, do you mean this parable for us or for everyone? The second half of our gospel today then focuses quite intensely 
upon the first words of what Jesus says. What sort of steward then? So it's not so much about the return of the master, although that theme continues. But Jesus is more concerned about describing what sort of steward is the one that he's looking for. So the first part begins with Jesus asking his disciples to be dressed for action and to have their lamps lit. This is a way of telling his disciples to be ready to put their shoulders to the wheel. There is work to be done. The disciple is not someone who sits around and waits for something to happen, but a disciple who is always ready for action and always has his or her lamp lit, ready to put their shoulders to the wheel, to get on with work in the building up of the kingdom of God. In whatever small or large part of the world, we are acting as Jesus' servants. Immediately, Jesus introduces the idea of the master's return. Disciples are to be aware that the master is at a wedding feast and they are waiting for the master to return from the wedding feast. Within the biblical world, a mention of a wedding feast is mostly a reference to a messianic era. The Messiah and the coming of the Messiah is a time of rejoicing, of food and wine and joy. And so the waiting for the Messiah to return from the wedding feast carries with it this idea of an end time. Now I'll mention a little later that Luke is very interested throughout all of his gospel about the end time. So our passage today insists that servants, Jesus' servants, disciples, are to be ready to open the door as soon as the Messiah comes and knocks. And blessed are those servants who, when the Messiah comes and knocks, are ready for him. And not only will they rejoice in the return of the Messiah, but the Messiah himself will dress as a servant, put on an apron, sit them down and wait on them. And here we touch a very important New Testament image of Jesus himself as the servant Messiah. So powerfully present in the words of Jesus in the Gospels, for the Son of Man has come not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. And also caught up in the beautiful image found in the Gospel of John, which we've used recently during Easter, of Jesus washing the feet of the disciples. So this is an amazing understanding of the Messiah who will return and who will return to serve. But then Luke introduces his important notion of time. We don't know when it will be. Using the background of the walled city, in which guards kept an eye for the safety of the town, he tells them that it may be the second watch, it may be the third watch. Those changes of the watch. And as they're called, the people in the village hear that the time of the night is passing. 
We don't know when it will be, the second or the third, but even though we don't know, blessed are those servants who, when he comes, he finds them ready, ready to open the door. There's a beautiful passage in the book of Revelation in which Jesus promises to the church of Laodicea, which is very close to this passage from Jesus in the Gospel of Luke. And the voice of the Son of Man says to the church at Laodicea, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come to them and eat with them, and they with me. If we only knew when the burglar would come, well then we would be ready for him. But the situation that Jesus describes is a situation in which we do not know when that time will come. You too must stand ready, but when the Son of Man comes, it will be at an hour that you do not expect. This is the difference. Most things in life we can plan and we can be ready for. But for the return of our servant Messiah, we are never sure of when and how that will be. But we are called to be ready for him at all times. For Luke, this is very important. The Gospel of Luke was written towards the end of the first century, and many people were becoming a little disappointed because Jesus' promised return hadn't happened. And so he spends a lot of his Gospel insisting on this theme of not to worry too much about the times and the seasons and the passing of the times and the seasons, but to be ready for him at all times. If you knew, you would be ready. But Christian virtue comes from the fact that we do not know the when of Jesus' return as our servant Messiah, but we know that he will return, and therefore we should always be ready. And then the passage changes direction as Peter asks his question. Lord, do you mean this parable for us or for everyone? And Jesus now focuses his attention on what sort of steward. And he describes a steward who is faithful, so faithful, that the master places him over his household. And being placed over the household of the Lord, he is also looked after in his own term. They are to be given their allowance of food at the proper time. This sort of faithful steward will be at his employment when the master returns. The theme of the return continues. But Jesus is now more concerned about the behavior of the servant, the servant who is the disciple of the servant Messiah. If we behave as faithful servants, then the master will place us over everything. But then there is the opposite. This delay in the return of Jesus at the end time leads many of us to say, well, he's taking his time in coming. And so we begin to misbehave, to do our own thing, described in the gospel as a steward who beats the men's servants and the maids, eats and drinks and gets drunk. This is an abuse of the kingdom of God. And when that happens, 
the master will come at this unexpected time and punish him, send him the way of the unfaithful. The Gospel closes with a distinction between a servant who knows what the master wants but doesn't even start to respond to that knowledge will be punished. Those who do not know but still misbehave will be punished less. This is a common sense understanding of our responsibility. We are blessed because we know we have a Christian formation. We are present at the Eucharist. We hear the proclamation of the Word of God. We form a community, one in which we are called to love and serve as Jesus loved and served. We know that, and we should do it. Those who do not know are less fortunate. To us, a great deal has been given, and we must be aware that a great deal will be demanded of us. A great deal has been given to us on trust, and therefore a great deal will be something that God asks from us as we go through our day-by-day tasks. One of the most important messages of this passage is the fact that we may know that the Lord is coming back as our final messianic judge, but we do not know when. We do know that the Lord himself was a servant and is a servant and asks us to be his representative in service of the good things of this world that are part of God's kingdom. Good people. Our daily tasks our responsibilities, our professional commitments, the simple enjoyments of our life. We have been made Christian stewards of these wonderful things and we are expected in our knowledge of this stewardship to act responsible. The good things at our disposal are not ours to dominate or to make our own. They have been given to us by our God so that in our service, in our careful administration of the good things of this world, we might show our love and service to a good God, and in this way be finally judged, whenever that may be, as good and worthy servants. We now recommend 10 to 15 minutes of personal reflection on what you've just heard. Please pause the track now and press play when you're ready to return. We conclude with a reading of the text from Trezor. There is no need to be afraid, little flock, for it has pleased your father to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to those in need. Get yourselves purses that do not wear out treasure that will not fail you, in heaven where no thief can reach it and no moth destroy it. For wherever your treasure is, that is where your heart will be too. See that you have your belts done up and your lamps lit. Be like people waiting for their master to return from the wedding feast, ready to open the door as soon as he comes and knocks. Blessed those servants whom the master finds awake when he comes. In truth, I tell you, he will do up his belt, sit them down at the table and wait on them. It may be in the second watch that he comes, or in the third, but blessed are those servants if he finds them ready. You may be quite sure of this, 
that if the household had known at what time the burglar would come, he would not have let anyone break through the walls of his house. You too must stand ready, because the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Peter said, Lord, do you mean this parable for us or for everyone? The Lord replied, Who then is the wise and trustworthy steward whom the master will place over his household to give them at the proper time their allowance of food? Blessed that servant if his master's arrival finds him doing exactly that. I tell you truly, he will put him in charge of everything that he owns. But if the servant says to himself, My master is taking his time coming, and sets about beating the men servants and the servant girls, and eating and drinking and getting drunk, his master will come on a day he does not expect and at an hour he does not know. The master will cut him off and send him to the same fate as the unfaithful. The servant who knows what his master wants, but has got nothing ready and done nothing in accord with those wishes, will be given a great many strokes of the lash. The one who did not know, but has acted in such a way that he deserves a beating, will be given fewer strokes. When someone is given a great deal, a great deal will be demanded of that person. When someone is entrusted with a great deal of that person, even more will be expected. Thanks for listening to Audio Divina. Special thanks to our readers for the episode, Paige and Trezur Twee. If you would like to volunteer to be a reader, please contact us at audiodivina at salesians.org.au.